Have you ever seen any of the National Treasure movies? Everything in this city is a clue. Oh, did you steal me the Constitution? Because that could be the start of a really dumb movie. We're going to have a three-way with the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, one and all, to another National Treasure by the Minute. This is part of our ongoing podcast series, Movies by the Minute. First first movie we're looking at. It's pretty exciting. Um, okay, let's get into it. Today we are looking at Minute 1 to Minute 2. And uh, Minute 1 actually begins right at this exact, like shot change, which is pretty incredible. Um, Young Ben Gates has just turned the flashlight on, back on, after he turned it off because he was apparently scared that he was going to get discovered, someone was going to find him in the attic, so he turned it off, turns it back on, and uh, the one minute mark starts almost exactly at the close-up shot where he's looking at what we find out is the... um, the Masonic historical book or whatever it is. I don't know if we actually get told what it is. I think he's just, he just grabs this huge book and then it, the, the grandfather starts telling him a story and everything, but we don't actually, I don't know if we ever get told like what the book is about or why it's important. But um, yeah, that's where the scene begins. So if you're following along, hopefully your timings match up. But um, if not, then that's a good, that's a good mark point for from now on of when my minutes are compared to yours um so yes young benjamin gates we see him in this first shot he blinks i think twice he blinks and he lets out a deep sigh so i'm assuming that this is because he realizes that he's not going to get caught and also he sees the book and he's comforted by the fact that he realizes that it that he'll finally learn the history of the family secret and all this stuff, so... Man, wouldn't that be exciting? Just, like, growing up with this huge historical secret in the family and not knowing what it was and then being like, oh, you'll learn when you're older, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like sex, like when a kid finds out what sex is, except less horrifying. Um, but yeah, just imagine little Ben Gates just full of wonder and curiosity and not really knowing why but somehow intuitively knowing that there is a power and a a unique secret to this family that will one day guide his destiny i think that's really interesting yeah so he lets out this sigh and his shoulders sink down like a foot by how relaxed it makes him i wish i could be that relaxed <laughs> like oh my god constantly tense um more so in my legs, though, now, because I've been running and, uh, bulking up. In the next few shots, we see, uh, little, little Ben unfold this wooden chair into a ladder, which seems insane to me. <laughs> how? How did they, how did he do that? I mean, did they, did they include it to kind of, like, illustrate, like, oh, this family's into weird inventions and shit? Or, like, is that just something that existed back then and I have no idea what it is because, like, I'm just an ignorant millennial? Like, who knows? I don't know. I feel like if I remember stuff that was in, like, my grandparents' basements and attics and all that shit, like, I can imagine that just being something that people in the 70s or whenever like obviously the grandparents would have had this 
um, from like the forties or so, but I don't know. I, I can imagine people having weird shit like that in their attics. I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of like the little giant ladder system like, <laughs> that you see on those infomercials. Like, it's a chair, but it's also a ladder. Wow. Oh my God. Just imagining this like sales troupe with all these chairs going around and holding these little exhibitions and stuff or like this door-to-door chair salesman like oh it's it's not just an ordinary chair look whoa it's a ladder oh my god you need it you need it so much just so that when your young grandson needs to find something in the attic he can just turn that chair into an old ladder almost kill himself falling off because his stupid little converse sneakers are top heavy but you know whatever So he's climbing, 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 climbing. We see him through the cobwebs in the next shot. And it's a pretty cool shot if you pause it right at the right moment because the lightning strikes and it like lights up the cobwebs and you can see his face through it. He's like gazing up at the book in anticipation. And man, I couldn't be more excited. We're building suspense. His shoe steps on the top step of the ladder and we're thinking, oh my God, is he going to fall? He's... Really, really reaching for it. The anticipation is killing me. (laughs) Okay, this is the point where I get a little annoyed because he's pointing his shitty little flashlight at what looks like a burlap sack or something. Like, it looks like there's just some random crap up there. And then in the next shot, he immediately picks up the book and doesn't, like, lift anything up or anything so that doesn't make any sense to me. Like. He's looking at just, like, basically, like, burlap on top of the the shelf. And then in the next shot, he's reaching towards the same exact place he was looking at, but picking the book up right off the shelf. And, like, ah! Doesn't make any sense! But, I mean, obviously, if you're just watching it minute by minute, you're gonna notice these stupid little things. Would it be that difficult to include the book in the shot of when he's looking up on on top of the shelf? Like, that? I feel like that would be cooler if you got, like, a little glint of the cover of the book and he goes, and he sees it. And then that would make sense as to why he didn't have to lift anything or move anything in order to pick the book up. But, you know, I don't know. The way movies are made these days... They're just rush, rush, rush. I mean, I feel like it's always been like that, kind of. The studio system, you know how it is. So he finds the book. Looks really ancient. Doesn't have a title, which is kind of weird, but it doesn't surprise me because that's that's how a lot of those old books look, don't they? They don't really have titles. Did people even know how to write? Did people speak English back then? I don't even know. Um... It's got all these jewels and stuff on it, which is cool. It looks alright. It looks kind of cool, but, I mean, if you wanted more excitement for me, you would make it look more cool, but I don't know. Or make it look more ancient so that we think, like, oh, it's really old and important. But it kind of strikes a weird balance between the two that I feel is less exciting. So we see him find the book, and uh, little Ben 
breathes a sigh of relief, and uh, we see him kind of let down his guard. Like, he smiles a little bit, and, like, you can see him relaxing, and he's kind of, like, being a bit more blasé. He doesn't think he's getting trouble. And, of course, as the audience, we're supposed to feel relief as well so that they can just scare us when the grandfather comes up behind him, which is exactly what happens. And uh, it's terrifying. I'm someone who's a huge baby, and I can't stand jump scares and things like that, so even in a children's movie, I have no, <laughs> I have no respite from jump scares. So he turns around, and who should it be but Christopher Plummer? Oh my god! He's sporting an absolutely beautiful mustache. I didn't even realize it was him until I looked him up in the cast list. Like, he looks so young. Those eyes, though, they're just, they still sparkle. You know, before I got snatched up, I would have said Christopher Plummer would be like an A-plus older man I'd be down to marry or, you know, um, he's, he's handsome. He's handsome as hell and, and talented. I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't? That's what I'm asking. Who wouldn't? He's 86 now, so he would have been about 74 here, which is super cool. I mean, time's just flying. Time's a flying. We're not kids anymore, people. Um, Christopher Plummer certainly isn't, but in this movie, he looks so young, I can't believe it. Couldn't even recognize him. So, of course, when the grandfather sneaks up behind him, we get this jump scare sound effect, which is, which I just love. <sighs> Can jump scares just be cut out of the movie canon forever, please? You can actually hear the sound of the flashlight hit the floor even though we don't see it in the shot, which I thought was cool. I didn't notice it at first, but when I was watching it a couple times over again, a million times over again, um, I heard the flashlight uh, hit the ground and I was like, oh, he dropped the flashlight. Probably pissed his pants too. <laughs> oh, you peed your pants. Oh no. And at this point, we don't even know that Christopher Plummer is the grandfather. So really, it's just this scary old man terrifying this young child. Of course, two seconds later, we learn that he's the grandfather when the kid yells, Grandpa! In the most... Like, I can't even... It's great acting in this movie. This I, I'm absolutely serious. Like, the kid, like, he's... Hunter, Hunter, you did a good job. You know, I shouldn't have shit all over you. You're doing okay. Grandpa! <laughs> It's not terrible. Uh, okay. So the grandfather responds, oh my god, okay, Christopher Plummer, you are stunning. He is such a good actor. Okay, I'll tell you about one. He, he's like, you're not supposed to be up here looking at that. And he does this little eye flick when he looks down at the book when he's like looking at that. And it is the most perfect acting I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't even... He's so good. Like, you really appreciate it so much more when you just watch watch it in these tiny segments like this because I'm watching it over and over again and I'm just like, that is the perfect execution of that line and, like, the body language that goes with it. He is nailing it right now. I love it. Christopher. Goodness. Ah. Oh. 
He's just got this swagger about him that's just like, ugh, undeniable. I I honestly hope to be this cool when I'm old. Like, if I can be as cool as Christopher Plummer when I'm old, then that is, like, that my life will have been worth it because he's the coolest old person I know. Other than Betty White, obviously. So, little Ben Gates, uh, since he's being interrogated about why he's, why he's looking at the book or whatever that we're supposed to believe has some huge importance, uh, he's like, I just wanted to know. So, he just wants to know. He, he's, he's been tortured all these years about this secret that's been held over the family, and he, he, he just wants to know. He just wants to Okay, so so the grandfather assures him, like, well, you're old enough, I suppose. Although it sounds like he's saying, when you're old enough, I suppose. So it's a little confusing that he starts telling the story, because you think that he's going to make him wait some more, but he just immediately sits down. <laughs> it's like, when you're older, and two seconds, okay, that's enough. And uh, he tells him that he's old enough, and little Ben Gates, <laughs> his eyes just light up. Like, he just got fucking told he won a million dollars, which which kind of he did because he got told the whole thing in, I mean, obviously, like, 40 years later, which I'm assuming that's the age of Nicolas Cage in this movie, uh, he will get his millions of dollars and the satisfaction of knowing that his family was not insane anymore. <laughs> um, and just to, just to add to that whole effect, the lightning strikes... As soon as his eyes light up, and you can just see Hunter Gomez's amazing acting and how accurately he can reflect this like manic obsession of adult Ben Gates, aka Nicolas Cage. I mean, he's just got like fire in his eyes, like, I'm gonna fucking steal it. The Declaration of Independence is mine! I was skeptical of Hunter last episode, but like, wow, that acting though. Or he's just terrible, and instead of having, like, a, yay, I'm discovering the secret, he has, like, this manic, like, ah, yes, look, and it's just terrifying. <laughs> that was really intense of me. Yes, the secret is mine. Anyway, <laughs> the grandfather reaffirms to him, you should know the story. And he does a little jaw clench and, like, determined look, and I must say, like, A-plus acting. Ugh. Christopher Plummer. I mean, what what a treat for this movie to have Christopher Plummer come in and do that. Ugh! Just cherry on top of a great, great narrative! So we get a wide shot of them sitting down for him to tell the story. And we actually skip ahead about like 10 seconds between the last shot and this shot. Uh, because it would have taken some time for the kid to get off the ladder and them to sit down and everything. But like, you know, movie magic. We're just skipping a tiny amount of time. But it seems like it, seems like it just flows naturally. But imagine if movies included all that time like we're only at minute one and we've already got shit happening like we've got multiple characters some storytelling's about to go down like it's incredible it's hard to tell but you can also see that little ben's got the big book on his lap so it's it's hard to see it in the the way the lighting's happening but you can see his arms kind of grabbing something on his lap on his lap and uh he's like looking down at the book 
So I'm assuming he's got it with him. Yeah, and I'm just asking myself, like, do we even know what the book is for yet? <laughs> like, is it ever revealed? Because I don't know what is happening. It was 1832. Oh, that's a little Irish. It was 1832. First of all, great pronunciation. Christopher Plummer, in all of his years of experience, he knows. He knows what to do. He's got to emphasize. <laughs> emphasize. He's got to emphasize that shit for effect, you know? Like, poof, it's right on. We're getting some slow zooms, so obviously this is important. Uh, and he continues, uh, it was 1832 on a night much like this. It, wow. Wow. Like, just get a load of that. I mean, it's so... It was 1832 on a night much like this. Oh, beautiful. Uh, excellent storytelling, I must say. I mean, we're trying to spruce up the tale of the Founding Fathers as if it's, like, some fairy tale. I always got weirded out that it's, like, they're romanticizing, like, the Masons, the Freemasons and all this stuff. And it's, like, I always thought the Masons were, like, some weird cult or something. Like, should you really be, like, glorifying this for children? But, um, the storytelling power of Christopher Plummer, though, is just absolutely incredible. And it really makes it feel like it's some exciting thing when it's probably not. He's just got such an ability to affect people with only a few words, really. Like, rewatch the movie and watch that scene. It's whew, amazing. It's such a great way to start the movie because you just get some great acting. There's always, like, this narrative point of, like, a grandfather and a son or father and a son and, like, the storytelling thing. And that's, like, such a great way to start a movie. Like, Princess Bride, you know, we got that storytelling aspect and it's so amazing. Really kicks the the movie into high gear and we're already getting into it, in into the action, just coming up on the end of minute one. So after Christopher Plummer's amazing delivery of that line, we get a flash of lightning, cuts to a horse and carriage. Horses are neighing and running through the storm as the driver whips the horses and is like, yeah, yeah. Where are they going? We'll never know. Not until the next episode, at least. Bye-bye. used in this podcast is called Brims Perperatin by Totus Curve, and you can find that on SoundCloud. Uh, definitely go check them out. If you're having trouble finding them, you can look in my follows on my SoundCloud, and they're probably in there. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.